So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. We're here with Mikey from Wasted Space. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. What inspired you to start the band? Um, long story. Uh, <laughs> this band has been through like three different like iterations, I guess. Mm-hmm. One as a My Chemical Romance cover band. Okay, then um, another one is like a really shitty post-hardcore band. Okay. And now it's whatever it is now, I guess. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I kind of went through the first time it was like my friend was like, yo, you want to start a band? I was like, okay. And so we did. And we just played my chemical romance covers in his garage. And then uh, the second one was like, good girl broke up with me. So yeah. And then uh, this one was just like, I wasn't happy with any of the art I'd been making, but I knew that I wanted to make music. So it was kind of like, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to make the music that I actually would want to listen to now. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how we got here. All right. Wow, that's cool. cool. I know you. You said you were a My Chemical Romance cover band. This is a very important question. What was your favorite? What's your favorite My Chem album? Yes. Bullets, without question. Taste. Oh. I not like yes. I couldn't even. I could. I could spend an hour just talking about why it's objectively the best. I agree. I agree. Okay. Ryan, you, you like have to- no say in this because you have not listened what? to Bullets in full. Did you guys hear me groan? Oh, I did. What? Okay, all right. So if you haven't listened to Bullets in Full, you're missing out because I think part of what makes it interesting is the fact that it's like this series of half-baked, like post-hardcore, just sort of like songs that don't really intertwine or make sense in any special way until you Mm -hmm. perceive them as a whole and i feel like that a lot of music is like that so when i make music when i listen to other people's music i'm really focused on sort of like the album experience Uh and like how it all comes together so that's a big part of both how i make music and how i listen to it and i think bullets is a huge part of that for me because it's an album i experience differently song to song and as one wow that was that was, deep. that was a really good explanation. <laughs> yeah. Not just like, well, I like it, so it's the best album. That was like big picture type. Wow. I've thought about this a lot because I I'm signed to Phantom Terror Records, bless up the homies. But um we always argue about this because we have a bunch of people in our Discord who are like, Three Cheers is the best My Cam album, and it's really easy what? to say that. Mm. <laughs> but it's so. not right. <laughs> oh, Okay. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say fuck Danger Days. Just fuck Danger Days. Fuck Danger Days. Get out of here. Danger Days, can, Danger Days can get out. Goodbye. I agree. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, fuck Danger Days. All right, so, I just, so I've, decided, I've decided to leave this interview. Bye, guys. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Sad>. sorry. L. <laughs> so I know my chemical just... romance can be very divisive. Very. It can, but okay. Wait. So, what do you think of Three Cheers then? So I think Three Cheers is like the easy My Chemical Romance album. Like okay. it's it's the one that you can listen to and be like, okay, this is the essence of My Chemical Romance. It's obvious to see why someone would say, oh yeah, this is their best album because like mm-hmm. it's the most mainstream appeal while keeping what they're originally about. It's like it. it thrust them into the mainstream while not corrupting their 
original sound. So in that way, commercially and sound-wise, it's their best in that it achieves what they want to do and gets them to a place where they can like survive off of music. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people will tell you it's the Black Parade, which is not right, but also valid. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Black Parade, but I don't think it's a My Chemical Romance album, or it should have been. Okay. That's All a- right. It's a I whole hot that take that I don't want to get into because I'll talk so long about this, <laughs> but a lot of hot takes about my chem, and I think that they were better when they were like less ambitious. And I think the more ambitious they got, they didn't like see a decrease in quality, but they just moved away from what made them good in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And that just that's my opinion on my chemical romance. I agree with most that's of valid. it. So. All right. Yeah. Okay, wait. Last, last my comments. Oh my god, I can't even say their name. Last, uh, my chem question. What do you think of weapons? Like that whole. Um. Okay. okay. So here's the thing about weapons. Hmm. Boy division and uh, fucking make room are the That's two best ambulance. my chem songs mm-hmm. ever, ever. Like okay, literally ever. And okay. every single other song on conventional weapons is a hard skip. Ouch. Oh my god, wait, what about- wait, Ambulance! Hey! I don't like it. You don't- how do you not like Ambulance? Listen, I, I have like agreed that. with you. That is their best song! This interview is horrible. <laughs> I'm gonna I have agreed with your entire opinion so far, and then we got to conventional weapons, and this is where I have to disagree with you. Okay, alright, listen. You can't take my word for it on anything, because I listen to, like, Mom Jeans unironically. So- So do I! Like we can just we can just move on from my opinion because none of it matters. I have terrible opinions. Okay. Apologies. I feel really attacked right now. I'm just gonna put oh. that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Apologies for oh. taking the wasted space interview and turning it into a what is your My Chemical Romance bias? Dude, who is it? At all. Yeah, who is it? If it's not Ray, it's it's Mikey taste well listen my name is mikey i play bass his name is mikey okay. he plays bass i just like from the get-go i was like yeah i like him and then i started like getting into music and i was like bro mm-hmm. his bass lines are on point and if you listen to bullets he'd been playing bass for what like two months mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking crazy yeah. but he does point. on that album so i'm just i'm such a fan taste okay. great race right. cute though it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mom is gonna watch this. It's okay. It's okay. It's it's fine. Right. Um. So moving back to the interview questions and away from Ikem. Um. Can you tell us a little bit about your writing process? Um. Okay. So I get this a lot, and I don't know how to answer it yet, because it's so drastically different for every song. Poison Ivy, I, so I keep all my music shit in the basement. Um, and I just spend time down there writing songs. So a lot of times what will happen is if I'm practicing, I'll come up with like a little exercise that I like that will turn it into a song. So Poison Ivy started out as a bass exercise. Here, let me grab a bass. One sec. So mm-hmm. it started because I was like trying to practice moving my, my fingers across. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a major seventh chord just on F sharp because I thought this would be a really cool way 
to sort of like practice moving my fingers from fret to different strings really easily. And um didn't do it and I was like, holy shit, that bass line is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. So then I sat down in garage band in my kitchen where I record everything and I mm-hmm. just laid down I think about thirty two bars of just the verse of Poison Ivy. And I thought, this is cool as hell. So I made it into a song and I expanded it. And then I just kind of improv the lyrics, like behind the mic. Because that's like the only way I can get things done. If I write it beforehand, it turns out like garbage. Oh. Um, <laughs> but most of the other songs in the album were not done the same way at all. Um, I think Laundry and Hampshire were both written in my bedroom and my acoustic. Um, which is funny because they're very not acoustic. Like Laundry has like electronic elements, and uh, Hampshire is the punk song. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's I think that's funny. Um, Kidding and eating spaghetti. I wrote on GarageBand out of nowhere. I was just like, I'm gonna write a song, and then I just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of them were just sort of like, I need to fill in the, the rest of this album somehow. So I just started writing songs in the studio and doing it. And I think I rewrote all of them at least three times. Like, I had three different albums. And each one of them was like, it's not good enough. And then I finally finished this one. And I was like, this is the one. Like, this is it. Exciting. Do you think you I think, again, it's a a lot of... Sorry. Oh, Mike sorry. Is weird. But I think it's I think it's um a lot of like I'm trying to think about okay, how am I gonna make the best album or EP that I can? I never write in terms of like the song because mm-hmm. I don't think it works. I I think for me, like I said before, I listen to music and I make music with the idea of an album. So like going into LSBC, I was like, all right, I want to make an album about high school because I'm graduating this year and moving on to bigger and better things. And I was like, this is like my hate letter, <laughs> I guess, because mm-hmm. I had such a shitty time in high school. And um, I sort of kind of addressed all of the things that were going on in my head. And I tried to put it together into one big album that flowed in a nice way from start to finish. And that's just sort of how it worked out. So I think, again, like it, it feeds more into my, my construction of the work as a whole than the individual songs. Wow. Solid. I like it. So how do you feel okay, so how do you feel about the reception to your to your album Like Summer But Colder? Um okay. Uh I was watching like okay, so Spotify results come in a day late. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So on April tenth, day it dropped, I was sitting at my computer being like just just freaking out because uh-huh. like i couldn't see what the reception was uh-huh. and i think about two hours after it came out everyone started tweeting about it oh like everyone that i knew mm-hmm. was like this is so cool i love this and it, that was awesome i was floored by it it was so great uh and i'm super grateful to everyone who listened and then like as the results started trickling in from spotify from itunes uh from all that I, it just got deeper and deeper, like people, more and more people were listening to it and appreciating it. It retained listeners. And even now, like it's still getting a ton of hype from Spotify and stuff. Awesome. So the reception is like 
way better than I ever dreamed it could be. I was kind of thinking this would be the album that sort of like disappeared into obscurity and then I did a sophomore effort with better production value and it just blew up. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is a really cool response for me to get, especially being someone who does it all myself in my kitchen with no bandmates and no shows to promote or anything. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so then you said it was released on April 10th. What was it like releasing an album in quarantine? <laughs> um, it was like the worst possible time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I picked the worst part of quarantine to release the album. So I guess like my perception of what it's like to release music in quarantine is skewed by that. Mm-hmm. I picked the, por- the point in time where like I'd been out of school for a month-ish. Mm-hmm. I had just been working on music for like the whole time that I had been in quarantine. But everybody else that I knew is either a little bit older than me or they did their GED or they dropped out or they had like other circumstances. So nobody could really like monetarily support me because everybody lost their jobs. And I picked the time to drop the album when it was most uncertain Mm -hmm. as to what was going to happen. Like they hadn't approved the stimulus checks yet. Um, they hadn't like outlined plans for reopening. Mm-hmm. So nobody was able to like financially support when I drop merch or like do anything. And I'm not like bitter about it, but I just wish that I had given it like a second thought. Mm-hmm. The problem was I'd been like, I'd promised myself that this album was going to come out in April because I, if I don't impose a deadline on myself, I will never get it done. And I would have very well been working on this album now if it weren't wow. for that. So I don't know. I, I think it was like a good time for me to get it out, but a terrible time for the rest of the world to receive it. Yeah. I'm glad it did well, all things considered. So that's good. Um, yeah. So what was your headspace while writing it? Um. Okay. So like I said, I wrote it like three times so the first time it was like i i kind of didn't really have a consistent theme for it when i first wrote it i was like here's like five songs and a bunch of song titles and this could be an ep Mm -hmm. and we'll release it as an ep and it won't mean anything it'll just be like a couple good songs that i know that i have and then i was like wait no i'm still writing music and it's better and that was around the time I wrote Crying and Shitting. And I was like, this is a really good song. I titled like an idiot, but it's a really good song. Um, so I was like, fuck it, let's make an album. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I wrote it the second time, and it was bad. It was just really bad. Because I was starting to get like messages in the songs that were good, that I liked a lot, but I wasn't like doing them justice. So it came a point where i was writing songs that i wasn't entirely happy with but i so desperately wanted to just finish the album Mm. that it was like i'm gonna rush these songs they're gonna be garbage and it's gonna be whatever and the third time i wrote it i actually cut a song and i was like it'll be way easier to finish this if i don't have to worry about this one song that i just don't like Mm -hmm. and then um at that time i was like frustrated with quarantine but excited about music and i was gearing up for graduation so like there was a lot turning in my head and that's when i started connecting the dots like this could be so themed around high school and like how i'm ready to leave it and all of the factors that make me like you know anxious or ready to go 
from high school. And I think it gave me, it came at a time where I had unpacked a lot about myself that I hadn't previously too. So there was a good amount of personal development that came from the writing of the album as well. Wow. Wow. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Sorry. I just, wow. Okay. So when you're not making music, what bands do you listen to or artists like music wise? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my my playlist off the dome. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm really into like acoustic, lo-fi emo stuff. So like mm-hmm. the microphones, Crywank, uh, like really really sad stuff. Just because I'm super depressed. But uh, <laughs> um, if I had to pick some music that I love dearly, I'm always listening to. Um, it's got to be just like emo, like mm-hmm. Origami Angel. Um, all my friends in um, a speech in well, I'm not really friends with them, but I like to say that I am. <laughs> uh, Glass Beach, uh, fucking Guitar Fight from Fully Cooley. Um, what other bands? Space Dust is a good friend of mine. We love. Mm-hmm. Um, we love Space Dust. Who else do I listen to? Shit. Uh, the Sonderbombs are big for me because I love hearing the ukulele in a genre that's not like ukulele centric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Prince Daddy fan. <gasps> yeah. Corey's yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> great. Wait, wait, wait. I love Corey and I'm obsessed with Prince Daddy and they're great. Uh, fuck. Mom Jeans. I am a disgusting indie boy who oh. smokes cigarettes and listens to Mom Jeans. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, yeah, so I mean, pretty much anything. I also listen to, like, a lot of core music, because uh, I don't make hardcore music, but I really want to. Like, I really want to be a frontman in, like, a screamo band or something. So a lot of, like, Shin Guard, For Your Health, Knock Loose, and then, like, older bands, like, uh, I'm going to out myself as a poster here, but, like, Agnostic Front and uh, Bad Brains, Kennedy's, mm-hmm. Misfits, all those bands have been super influential to like my musical development and while they're not necessarily prescient influences on my music i love to listen to them oh fucking bomb the music industry oh solid love jeff oh and uh a lot of hip-hop too i really like the new run the jewels album Um, because i it's to study to and sell them Mm mm-hmm because I was, I was really poor, and I was like, I'll, I'll sell some beats, mm-hmm. and they weren't good. I guess they're on some YouTube channel now, or like some cringy fifteen-year-old is like rapping over them. I guess, but like, <laughs> it's out there. Yeah, they're out there. It's, it's there. there. You'll find them, maybe. I don't know. Bro, maybe who knows? Like in like a couple years, you'll hear it on the radio with like some. Not cringy fifteen-year-old rapping over it. You never know, man. Some grown adult. Exactly. <laughs> oh shit! I totally forgot to talk about car seat headrest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of him. I've I'm... heard of him. Okay, so car seat headrest is really important band to me, for a lot of reasons. If like, didn't find out about them until last year, and the, yeah, they've just been with me for a lot, and I think. I will say that the original, like, Summer about Colder was a lot more car seat headrest-y. I kind of had to give it up, because I realized, shit, I'm not Will Toledo. Like, mm-hmm. I can't 
can't sing about being a gay furry and not be a gay furry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So yeah, that's my music taste. All right. Good all around. Yeah. I'm, I feel like we've already kind of hit on this with all of these, but so what? But what artists or bands would you say are your biggest inspiration? Uh, okay, so um, for me, definitely Dillinger Four. I'm wearing the shirt right now. You love to see but, it. Um, Dillinger Four are nobody's heard of them. They're this really sick, uh, like mid '90s, late '90s skate punk band from Minneapolis, and holy shit, they're so good. They're like they're like Green Day, but they have like a little bit more of a musical like sophistication to them. They're better musicians, in my opinion. Okay. And also, Green Day plagiarized their big hit single. <laughs> oh. So oh. these guys, um, these guys had a song called Double Whiskey Coke No Ice. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only is that my favorite drink, but um, that's just beside the point. <laughs> uh, it's a really great song, and it's basically American Idiot, but it came out in 1998. Mm-hmm. And Green Day took these guys on tour in Japan in 2000, mm-hmm. and they clearly heard the song because Double Whiskey Coke No Ice was like a minor hit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so, like, people knew it, people liked it, and then four years later, in the making of American Idiot, Green Day took the same riff and made it into American Idiot with the same chord progression and, like, no changes whatsoever. Oh. So these guys need some justice, and I will rep them till the day I die. But Dillinger 4, huge influence for me. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> well, let's see, what else? Jesus. Yeah, I'm out, I'm out here canceling Green Day. Stop <laughs> listening to Green Day. <laughs> All right. Won't be that hard anyways. <laughs> uh, okay, what else here? Uh, I really... I wouldn't call them influential because they're like a band that exists now, but one of my favorite bands in DIY is Dogleg. Um, and I guess if you want to extend it to my influences, definitely Sunny Day Real Estate is a band that influences both me and Dogleg heavily, and I really love their music. Um... Other bands that really influenced me, Algernon, Cadwallader is a great band, like Midwest Emo stuff. I, obviously, American football is an influence to a degree, but I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, I think I don't like to say that my cam has an influence on my sound because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think if I, I, I think the album Stomach Aches by Frank Iero is a more direct influence on me like limiting it to that album and even more specifically to the song joyriding (laughs) like that's that's a musical influence on me heavily um i think i wouldn't be where i am without um fuck man this is so hard for me i definitely wouldn't be where i am without heart attack man i stole half my brand from heart attack man like i don't take a ton of musical cues from them either but like wouldn't do the good morning y'all it's mikey from wasted space on twitter if it weren't for heart attack man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> i i wouldn't uh i definitely wouldn't have the same sense of humor like i we were sending memes in the chat earlier yeah and uh i think half those memes i probably wouldn't have saved to my computer um what's another band oh pup I mentioned my poster oh, that's sitting on my desk. That you um, ripped. That I ripped. It's just the corner, though, so it, when I oh, frame okay. it, it'll, it'll fine. be fine. Okay. okay. But, uh, Pup is my favorite band of all time. Um, 
And their self-titled album is an album that I found in my freshman year, and it was the first time I heard non-standard time signatures used in music. Mm. I have yet to try it because I'm really scared that I'm not going to be as good as Pup. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pup and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard are two really big musical influences on me. That's a fun name. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> They're like a psych rock band from Australia. They have three Ooh. guitarists, two drummers, and a bassist. Sounds like Slipknot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got wow. harmonica. So they're they're so fun. If you ever get to see them live, do it. I walked out of their show. um, I took a backpack in, Uh and I went in a pretty together. Like I I went in a put together person. I had jeans on. I had Converse on. I had a backpack full of hydration and other stuff, Mm -hmm. and I had a shirt on. And I left one shoe (laughs) and a whole sheet of acid. My backpack. (laughs) So, (laughs) whoops. Go see them. <laughs> well, okay. All right. I'll take your word for it. Um, uh, musical influences, musical influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marietta. That's my last okay. one. All right. Marietta is a Solid. huge musical influence. Solid list. Um, so are you working on any new projects that you can tell us about? Yes, and this leads me to my question for you. Oh. Go for it. So... I tweeted out, first like gets the new Wasted Space song. Because I, I wrote a song and I recorded it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is just going to be a thing that I'm going to drop. Maybe it'll be part of an EP. Mm-hmm. And somebody liked it. Somebody got the song. Mm-hmm. And you guys responded to my tweet. You said, can we have it? Uh-huh. And I said, actually, yeah. So my question for you is, have you listened to it? And what did you think? <laughs> I asked for it and then completely forgot I asked for it. I was I was out with my girlfriend and I saw the tweet and I'm like, I'm going to just beg Mikey to give me the song. (laughs) And then, yeah. And then I will listen to it when we're done here. I can tell you what I think of it after the fact, but right now I have not listened to it. No. And okay. So yeah, I, I, I will say I've worked in a little bit of a shoegaze influence for this one. Okay. A bloody valentine type beat fucking Ooh. yeah Wait, uh, i'm working on this new song mgk or oh no 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 the oh. band my bloody no. oh oh yeah sorry we sorry. get it you sim um, for machine gun kelly just sorry. get out glory i had, I had to ask okay <laughs> see all right here comes wanna, another I hot take drop, <laughs> i want to drop I'm a ready. take on, i want to drop a take on machine gun kelly oh wait yes. drop, drop it please drop it hate him I do too. Yes, I do too. I just hate his guts. Me too. No, he looks boy. like the kind of he looks like the kind of kid. He looks like the kind of kid who shops at Hot Topic, calls himself punk, makes emo trap, and then pretends to be part of DIY and then preys on minors. Okay, well, Whoa. Okay, Hot Topic. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh. I don't do the other stuff, but I do shop at Hot Topic, so I do feel a little bit attacked. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The, the ending part got me. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Glory's dead. I've been canceling. I've been canceling Jack Morris on Twitter for like three weeks, so I forget I can't joke about that sometimes. <laughs> this is crying. Ow. Okay. Um. Glory's gonna um, hit me with. The, yeah. You're gonna have to cut that out. 
I might ask that I might ask that you cut that out. Cut it like cut it out so it's just silent and you can still see us talking and maybe the reaction. <laughs> the just, poor, just, I said nothing of consequence. <laughs> the poor audio listeners, they'll be like, what the hell? Or just put a, a very annoying bleep over it. Yes. Uh, yes. We've done that before. Maybe, uh, yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a machine gun Kelly Stan. I'm not I'm, a machine gun Kelly Stan. I'm Glory, hurt. Glory is Honestly, a I'm for hurt. machine gun Kelly. Bro, my Twitter I mean, I layout is pretty. around machine pretty. gun Kelly. Isn't your wallpaper pretty. Finn Kelly? My wallpaper? Yeah, phone wallpaper. No, it's uh, oh. Pilot Boys. It, it was for like a day. Glory changes her. Yeah, for, it was for a day. day. I got bored of it. It made oh. me bored, so I changed it. I had the big gross baby as my phone. Oh, why would you have that? There's people who are like, there's no way you can make this your phone background and not live a cursed life. And I was like, I live a cursed life. life. I live a cursed life. I want this background. I it was a disturbing. That. It was a disturbing little bit. But, yeah, I can imagine. Oh, ironically, it was also my mentally healthiest bit. So, oh, interesting. <laughs> anyway, anyway, oh. okay. Um, so where do you see the project in the next five years? Five years. Five years. Everyone knows years. every good emo band makes like two years of music and breaks up. That is not the first time we've gotten that answer. Who are you gonna break up? With? All right. I don't know. Yourself? <laughs> no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go that dark. I don't want to break up with myself just yet. That's probably... Sad. It implies a very dark line of <laughs> thinking. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that um, in five years, this project will still be going. Hopefully, it'll be like a real band. Uh, I really want to... Um, I really want to like expand on the project. I want to make more complex music with more layers. I, I really want to get in like a real studio at some point. Um, I think in the next five years, all of that will come. And I'm really hoping now that I'm moving off to college, I'll be able to be in a place where I can meet new people, uh, you know, start a band with them, enjoy myself, take the creative heights to a new level. I really need to work with people is like my bottom line. So like if I can get people in the room who can like be like, no, that's dumb and stupid. Mm-hmm. And then I think I'll be okay uh-huh. artistically. I but uh, like as, as it stands right now, I don't think I would do this solo music thing for much longer, at least not under this name. Oh. All right. That's fair. Yeah. So, okay. So for these last three questions, we like to go away from music and just, you know, I guess have a little fun. And the funnest place I can think of, personally, is Death Row. So, uh, <laughs> right. so if you were on Death Row, what would your last meal be? And also choose a drink, please. Cyanide. <laughs> a pig can kill me. Edgelord. A pig can kill okay. me. A-cab. 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 That... Um... That was yeah. that was up there with a, a cop's heart. We got one of those as an cop's answer. Heart. Oh, who said that? I watched uh, the Space Dust episode in preparation, but who I didn't. said cop's heart? Someone from Sarah and the Safe Word, which that one isn't out yet. Yeah. Okay. No, that one's coming out yeah. soon. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was up there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good um, response. Yeah. So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? This is the hardest question ever because 
I I write a lot. Okay. And I have a lot of like fantasy worlds that I make that I wouldn't necessarily want to live in, but like I feel obligated to pick one of my own. Mm-hmm. And I also think it'd be super cool to be a Star Wars character, just because like I feel like so much crazy, just off the wall bullshit happens in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, like. <laughs> You could just be walking down the street and then get like your arm cut off by some dude dangling his lightsaber out of a car, and you're just like, yeah. "All right, cool. I have no arm now." Oh, there goes that. I think if I really had to pick like a fictional world, I'd I'd probably pick like Avatar, Ooh, just because everyone has superpowers. All right. Well, not everybody, but who? What would? You, what's your uh, element? I'd be a firebender because I'm edgy like that, bro. All right. Me too, though. So. <laughs> Kind of L. Yeah, that's that's my wait that's wait my wait. Choice. But Jedi or Sith for the for the Star Wars one? Um, ideally neither. Um, I I think. All right, here we go. I'm gonna apply way too much philosophy to Star Wars. Oh my god! I think the Jedi are um the Jedi are a super corrupt organization. They're like everything yeah. that makes religion bad and more. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're a religion given political control over a lot of stuff, and they have an army. So, like, they're fundamentally in a place where they think they're doing the right thing all the time. Mm-hmm. Then the Sith are just, like, overwhelming. Like, they just need to calm down. Like, take six <laughs> deep breaths. Go to therapy. <laughs> but I think the Sith just need a minute. Yeah. Wow, you got a point. So, ideally, I'd be a bounty hunter. And Ooh. I'd just sort of vibe. Okay. That's good. That's good. Cool. We haven't that... gotten that answer yet. I like that answer. Yeah. Bounty hunter gang. Let's go. Um, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and uh, everybody that we've spoken to have said it's the most important question. What is your favorite color? What is my favorite color? You cut out, but I think that's what I you swear. said. That is what yeah, you that's, said, yeah. That, that's exactly what I said. Um, okay, so it's got to be like a sky blue. Okay. Ooh. So I'd give you a hex code, but I don't want to be super nerdy. Oh my god, I'm ready. So. I'm wait, wait, give me, give me, give me, give me two seconds. Yeah, me too. Let me find the hex code. Hang on. All right, I'm ready. I always get flashbacks to when someone gave us the Pornhub orange as the hex god, code. That was that was that was memorable. <laughs> yeah. So every single time they're like, "I'm gonna give you a hex code," I get uh, flashbacks. Okay, I found it. Okay, found it. I'm gonna put it in the chat right now. Oh wait, no, just oh. just say it and I yeah, can I can <laughs> uh hashtag six nine BDD two. Oh, awesome. <laughs> two? Oh. Like a nice it's little sky blue. Oh, that's a very cute blue. I like yeah, that. Yeah, right? It's like wholesome. Yeah, it's it's just a nice little innocent it. color. It makes me feel cozy. Yeah. I like that. Honestly, I had a crayon that was that color when I was a kid, so that's why it's my favorite for sure. Aww, <laughs> wholesome. Um, so as Gloria said, that is all the questions we have for you today. Is there anything you would like to plug? Wonderful. Uh, yeah. So I have a song coming out. Hopefully, it comes out on time, but I'm not gonna say any dates until <laughs> I know that it's coming out. <laughs> um, but yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, like summer but colder. Uh, we're gonna have tapes up hopefully around next week. We're donating mm-hmm. all the proceeds to the Vet Black Visions Collective in support of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also trying to donate all of the proceeds of this new song to uh, Black trans rights organizations. So if you are sort of passionate about that and you don't really like my music, I encourage you to stream it anyway because it will be helping a good cause. 
Um, aside from that, yeah, I mean, you know where to find me, Wasted Space underscore 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 on Twitter. Dumpster Bassist is also me. Mm-hmm. Check us out. I'm funny sometimes. And yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank Solid. you for sitting down with us. This has been Mikey from Wasted Space, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.